0: All right. The let's it start recording. All right. So I'm just going to go ahead and introduce. Okay. Hello, FLC viewers, and welcome to the third episode of our podcast series. Today, we'll be talking about personal finance and business finance, which are both going to be essential assets when preparing for life in college and beyond. We'll be talking about three main aspects of personal finance. One, how to align spending with priorities and spending wisely. Two. What are the venues of building and maintaining wealth and three the importance of a good credit score and how it'll help you accrue wealth to learn more about these two topics we have a very special guest with us juan sanchez a veteran in the finance field with over 20 years of experience in numerous companies he has a vast knowledge of being a CFO, which is the top financial position of a company in Amazon, the VP of operational finance in Nestle, and he's the current CFO of Tubby Todd Bath. To start off this podcast, let's introduce budgeting. Budgeting is essentially creating a plan to manage and track your spending and savings with your income. So we're going to start off with our first question from Mr. Sanchez, which is how to create a budget and why is it important to track spending and savings using this budget?
1: Uh, thank you, Drew. Um,
0: yeah, I think uh, I would say,
1: you know, just in business in general and ever since I was, uh, you know, very early in my in my career and just for personal finance as well, I've always tried to um, I've always worked with budgets and uh, setting up budgets for myself personally and for for businesses. And they're they're critical for, you know, what you're trying to uh, achieve in personal goals and financial goals uh and business profitability so budgets are really critical um to have and the the way i like to think about budgeting and why it's important is uh you know think of um i like to use the a co-pilot example so if you're flying the plane you you know you first of all you need to know where you're going or where you're where you're trying to get to uh and then based on that then you can start working with the pilot as the co-pilot and figuring out okay if you're trying to go from point A to point B, you know you need to understand, okay, what is the size of the plane? What is the weight of the plane? How many passengers are we taking on? Uh, you know, is there a strong headwind or a tailwind? Uh, all of those things are important in order for you to understand then basically, okay, how much fuel am I going to need and how much is that fuel going to cost me? How much I'm going have to have to pay? So all are, those are all things that you have to know and ask very detailed questions about in order to get from point A to point B if you're flying a plane. So it's no different in your personal life and in business. You have a goal of you're trying to, let's say in your personal life, you you want to buy a new car in three years or five years from now. You need to understand the price of, of the car, what type of car you're trying to get. You know How much money do you have saved now? And how much more money are you going to need from now until three, five years from now? once you know that then you got to start thinking about okay how much money am i bringing in income wise uh you know do i have a job if you don't have a job maybe you should need to think of getting a job how am i getting money to how am i going to get the money in order to pay for for that car and you can start going through you know income and expenses if i have if i make this much a month um you know how much money am i spending so how much do i have left over to save towards that purchase of that car so uh, I think it's really valuable just to just going through that exercise to understand, you know, what are you trying to, what is your destination, what are you trying to get to, what are you trying to solve for, uh, and that'll kind of drive, you know, th- your decision making and trying to figure out how how much to save uh, for budget. For for me personally, uh, whenever I try to set up a budget, um, and I always do set up budgets for to have an idea of you know, where, again, where am I trying to get to? Do I want to make sure I have enough money for retirement or to buy a house? Um, I've always looked at, you know, in very detail. uh, If you look through your bank account after a month, you can see where's all your money going. And then you can start, you know, figuring out, you know, what are all the different uh, things that you're spending money on? And are they necessary? Are they things that you need or the things that, that are nice to, nice to have. Um, uh, and then from, from there, you know, you also need to know how much money you're making every month, uh, how much money is coming into your bank account on a regular basis. And that'll help you kind of set your budget. Uh, hopefully you're making more than you're spending, but you know, a lot of people do overspend and that's where you get into credit cards, which is probably not the greatest thing either. So, uh if there do you want
0: me to continue, Drew, or is that kind of what yeah. you were expecting? Um. So, hundred percent. That definitely gives us an idea of why it's really important to keep a budget and what it helps you with when you're maintaining your spending and your saving. But how do you make sure you're saving enough and you're spending enough? Like, how do you make sure you're making those right decisions?
1: Yeah. So, in order to make sure you're you're saving enough, uh, again, if you're you have to start with your destination. So if you're trying to save for example for college say for college or for a new car uh, once you go through how much money you're bringing in an in income and how much you're spending it tells you how much you left you have left over for for savings so it's yeah uh, it's pretty simple the formula is pretty simple uh, but you know sticking to it could be kind of hard so if you're if you're making a hundred dollars a month and spending a hundred dollars uh, as well, then you're not going to be going anywhere as far as savings is concerned. You're going to be stuck at zero. So you have to figure out a way to either increase your income. So get another job or get a better paying job or work more hours in order to increase your income. And how do you keep either keep your expenses the same, or even look for ways to, to reduce your expenses, um, you know, don't go out to to eat as often. Eat at home more often. Or if you rent an apartment, how to maybe can you rent a cheaper apartment, or can you share an apartment with a friend? Uh, those are all the things that'll help you kind of end up in the in the in the positive when it comes to income minus expenses. Um, and that's how you can figure out if you're if you're saving enough every month. If if your goal is to uh, you know buy that new car then you can do the math. If you're making 50, dollars $50 left over every month, you know, how long is it going to take you to get to um, get to the, the, save enough money to buy for that car? Um, What's the thousand $5,000, whatever it is that you want to pay for that car. Um, other ways that you can also think about income is, you know, it's, you can have a job, you can invest, you can uh, like I said, take two or three part-time jobs so there's a lot of ways that you can go about it depending on how much savings you want and how quickly do you want to get there.
0: Mm-hmm. That's I 100% agree with that and that's really insightful as to how to make sure you're keeping to your budget and making sure that that math like you talked about is making sense and you're able to save each month or each week. Um, and you kind of touched on this, and you talked about having different jobs and investing. But what are some other ways you would say people or high schoolers can generate income in high school? Uh, I think the the best way uh, what I would
1: encourage people to do is you know, um, talk to as many people as uh, as you can, talk to business owners in particularly to see, you know, what are, what are the needs and what are the, what problems do they have that you can help them with? Um, I had a friend who's recently told me an, an example, uh, when he was trying to pay for college himself, he, he, um, he made about 40,000 in one summer, just cleaning, uh, cleaning windows. And what he would do, he would go across and he would you know, just go from house to house in different neighborhoods and ask people if they needed somebody, you know, if we could have, uh, um, if he could wash their their windows, and he had a little selling pitch. Basically, what he would say is, "Hey, you know, I'm a student trying to pay for college, and uh, do you mind if I, you know, give you a quote on how much it would, co- you know, how much I can clean your windows for?" And you know, learning how to sell, I think it's a it's a great skill to have in in life in general uh so you know he was solving somebody's problem somebody didn't you know their windows were dirty and they just didn't have time or maybe they they couldn't afford to do the windows themselves or uh, maybe it was too difficult and they weren't physically able to do it and so he was there to solve a problem for them and he got rewarded uh very handsomely at the end of you know his summer with um with all the money he made so you know always trying to Talk to as many people as you can and trying to understand what some of the problems they may have or facing in in life or in business and seeing how you can offer that as a as a service to to somebody i think is critical um again you can always try to go get a job and you know in a different service industry fast food restaurants um um you know being a server i think working at a restaurant is great too it's uh, it can be hectic but And the the great thing about it is that you also get tips. So, you know, if you offer great service, if you're hustling, if you're making the customer experience uh, really great, you're going to be compensated for in the form of tips. So that's additional money that there's no cap to it that you can continue. You know, it's dependent on how great of a server you are. So always looking for those opportunities where you can, you know, your work and dedication can really uh, pay off.
0: Yeah, 100 um, percent. That's I definitely agree that making sure it's a simple idea that find a problem, then you be the solution to that problem. But a lot of people overlook that. And that's definitely yeah. a, a really good point to bring across. Um, and another part of that is the income you gain from that could also be used for investing, which you also touched on. And that's kind of um what FLC is about, giving you those tools to understand how to use that money and where to put that money and how to be smart with that, um, not put all your eggs in one basket and make sure you're diversifying and other concepts like that. Um, so now that we've talked about how to save properly, and then how to use the income you get, now that you earn this income, let's talk about credit scores. Why is it important? What is a credit score? And how does it play a role in your future?
1: Yeah, credit co- credit scores are are critical, especially when you're starting out, a- early in, uh, in your career, because it's, it drives basically the interest rate that you will end up paying when you, if you want to buy that car that I was talking about and you don't have enough money, so you have to take a loan to pay for the car, or if you want to buy a house, um, or if you just need a credit card uh, to apply for for a credit card. Uh, credit scores is basically a history of, you know, once you, get a credit card buy something on credit it basically measures how um uh, how trustworthy you as an individual that you're going to continue to make payments on a regular basis as as needed so credit cards are, are a great example and I, I encourage my kids to you know open a credit card not so they can go spend crazy on them uh, but just so they can build the history um so they can you know have start um building a credit history for themselves um, and what I encourage them to do is open a credit card and use it, but pay it off every month and make sure you're, you know, use it and maybe only put charge $200 or maybe certain things. But the thing is that credit card companies want to see and other lenders, bank, the banking industry in general wants to see that if you, if they give you money that you can pay back on time on a, and make payments on a regular basis. The minute you, you, you stop doing that, then you're you're you get a bad credit score. and next time you go for to apply for a credit card or a loan, you may get denied if your credit score is really bad, or they will charge you a very high interest rate. so which makes sense because it's basically saying, hey, you're a if you're if you don't have good credit, that means you're you're very risky. so you know the whole financial industry is based on risk and reward the less risky a customer or uh consumer is the lower the interest rate they're gonna ask for you to pay the higher the risk the the higher the interest rate they're gonna ask for you to pay for for a loan so it it could be a very big uh, make a huge difference for example if you go buy that car uh, and you finance it and you get a loan Paying 10% interest versus 20% interest is, you know, makes a big difference. And over the life of a loan over, you know, five years for a car, you're going to pay significantly higher for that car. It's going to cost you a lot more uh, in the uh, long-term versus if you had a a very good credit score and your interest rate was only two 3% versus 20%. So um, that's usually, I mean, that's where you get the big impact. So, Two, you know, you're gonna end up paying a lot more if you have if you have a b- bad credit score. And two, you may not e- even be able to qualify for loans or buy things that you want on credit because you're uh, if you have a bad credit score, it's basically saying you're not trustworthy at the moment. Um, so you have to work at it in order to get better at it. And again, the best way to do it is um what I've told my kids is just, have a credit card with maybe a $200, $250 credit limit on it and uh, use it, you know, for your daily expenses, whatever it is, but just make sure it has to be paid at the end of the month in full. So you don't have to pay interest rate and that just starts to build a credit score for you, a history of uh, you making constant payments.
0: Yeah, that definitely makes sense on why it's important to be timely with your money and make sure you're um, paying back when you need to on time, because that's definitely going to, like you said, reduce your expenses in the future. And now that we understood the role of uh, credit score and personal finance, let's switch gears to business finance, as uh, Mr. Sanchez definitely has an extremely successful career in the finance field. So um, how would you say large organizations manage their finances, grow their revenue, and improve profit profitability uh
1: uh, i think it starts with hiring really good people um and uh you know understanding again what is the the goal that they have in mind uh what is the destination that they're trying to go to or get to if if you're a public company um you know your stock is traded on on wall street there's very clear expectations that you're going to need um that your stock Reflects a certain assumption of growth uh, of the business, so that's one way, you know, one starting point. And so based on the stock price, there's an uh, assumed growth in the company. So let's say like Microsoft, they're expected to grow 20% a year. So if you're Microsoft, you already done, you know that you have to figure out how to how do you continue to grow at least 20% year over year your top line or or your revenue. Um, And then from there, you try to break it down into, okay, I have these existing businesses and they're growing at 10%, therefore, you know, have have a bit of a gap. So you have to think of new ideas uh, in order to close that gap, Uh, or maybe perhaps you take a price increase in order to close that gap. So there's a lot of different ways you can go about uh, meeting that gap. Um, it could be going into new territory, new countries, going, you know, expanding globally, uh, introducing new services. There's there's a number of ways that you can try to close that gap and try to hit, let's say, that 20% growth that a company like Microsoft might be expected to to achieve. Um, and then you have to figure out, okay, if I'm going to, if I need to grow to a certain amount and I need to um, uh, invest in or start a new business or a new service how much is that service going to cost me how much do i have to invest in it now um in order to get to you know the return that i want basically to get that um that growth that i'm trying to make up for so that's that's the it all starts with the top line again you know what is your destination what are you trying to um, get to what size of the business you want to get to and what's that growth and then um like i said there's different ways of getting to that top line and then it becomes about managing your expenses you know can we do things more efficiently um do we you know ai is a is a big topic across many industries right now so uh can i can i utilize ai to reduce the number of people that i need to to do the work maybe not necessarily Lay them off, but can I make them more efficiently so they can take on other projects to help reduce cost? Uh, Can I use AI to, you know, as a new business to support that new business venture that I'm trying to do uh, or business service? And so I don't, you know, I don't need to hire 20 people. I can all, I can hire 10 people and do it very efficiently. Uh, so, just looking for a number of opportunities, how to reduce costs across the board uh, based on the resources that you have, how to deploy them more efficiently. Uh, if you're a comp- for example, a computer manufacturer uh, and you buy you know all, all your components from one company, hey, can I you know get other companies to to provide uh, bids on how much it would cost for those components to build a computer. So previously, I had a company that, You know, was charging me $10 per, you know, call it chip, and then, you know, go out and negotiate and see if you can get that manufacturer to sell it to a different manufacturer to make it for you and sell it to you for $9 a chip instead of $10 a chip. So there's there's a number of, uh, I would say, work that goes on just trying to understand how to become more efficient, how to save money, how to, oops, sorry. How to reduce cost uh, across the board, and it's constantly it's constantly going on inside of company, always looking for for ways to reduce costs, make it more efficiently. Uh, but the important thing is to never uh, reduce the quality of the service that you're offering to the consumer. because you can always reduce costs, but sometimes in reducing costs, you hurt the quality of the product that you're selling. So you want to make sure you can reduce costs but maintain the same level or better quality of the product that you're offering to, to the consumer.
0: That definitely makes a lot of sense and it really gives us a good insight into um, the difference between personal finance and how um, they manage their money and how big corporations manage their finances and they make sure that um, they're growing um, over time. And kind of finish off this podcast, this this episode, um, what would you say is your biggest piece of advice for high school students to be successful in the finance field? Uh,
1: I think just to be successful in general, um, I, you know, one of the things that I think makes a lot of sense to me, there's a, there's a book called The uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I think it's, it's pretty popular. A lot of people, it's, um, you know, it's got it's sold a lot of copies, uh, but it makes a lot of sense. Uh, just as you're starting off and you have, you know, a little bit of money and you're trying to save and you, you know, for whatever you're trying to save for, understanding the, you know, the the way to build wealth is to acquire assets. And how do you make sure you, you know, you deploy your money efficiently so you, whenever you can acquire as many assets as possible. So. An example is, you know, the car example that 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 I was talking about. You can buy a car just because you want a nice car, and you know, it looks cool to to have a, a really nice car. Uh, but that's that's not really an asset because it doesn't make any money for you. So how do you, you know, either turn that car into an asset that makes money for you, or don't buy that car at all and then spend that money in an asset like you can put it into buying stocks or or bonds or even you know real estate property or, or anything like that but if you always think about you know continue to spend money on acquiring assets uh, versus you know spending money on things that are nice to have and they might you know you may just want to spend money on but how do you continue to uh, stay focused on acquiring assets and, you know, don't don't spend money on things that are uh, not going to let you acquire those assets and, you know, continue to understand what is the return that you're going to get. It's uh, cash flow is very important at the end of the day. So if you're, you know, you can buy a car, it's going to sit there and you're going to spend money on it. Um, you're going to take out a loan and pay interest rate, pay interest on it. It can be very expensive, but if somehow you can turn all those dollars that you're spending into buying an asset that's going to generate cash for you, I think that's the key uh, to everything you do. So early on in your career, so you start making a little bit of money, you know, be uh, very careful what you spend your money on, save it, and ultimately invest it in in assets. And uh, if you always have that point of point of reference to guide a lot of your behavior and spending patterns, I think uh, you'll be successful in life financially.
0: All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And that was all for today's episode of FLC podcast. Have a nice day, everybody. Thank you. Bye.